Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, Stevie G. What's up, guys? Let's go. With my other co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fain. Uh, we got a couple of birthdays yesterday. Lita, Jeff Jarrett, and Leon Ruff. So happy birthday to those three. All right. And with my other co-host, the encyclopedia himself, Blackbeard. And gentlemen, this was supposed to be our first night in like 10 in a row without wrestling. Thank you, WWE, for giving us more wrestling stuff to talk about. On a sad note, it was due to the release of, I believe we're up to nine superstars. And what are those nine? All right, so if you are not someone that follows the dirt sheets or if you just didn't go to WWE.com because it was right there front and center for quite a bit of the day, WWE has come to terms on the release of Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake as of today, April 15th, 2021. You forgot one. They just released another one. Mojo Rally was just released too. He could he could be Gronk's water boy now. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Another one, exactly. But he was just announced a little while ago, like in the last hour. I want to say I saw it. I think what surprised me the most about these, well, and we'll talk about this. We'll get everyone's opinion. We'll talk about where that we think they might end up. But we got people that were involved just in the last week on TV that got released. And I don't recall them ever doing this so quickly after WrestleMania. I mean, there was always WrestleMania releases, but I don't know if it was like a week, like days after. I thought it was like usually like two to three weeks after they did their uh, cleanup. I think the cleanup was a long time coming. I think it, uh, because of the pandemic and the backlash they got the last time they did the cleanup. So they kind of waited till after WrestleMania to do it. I just think these these releases are not iconic. I think Rob Rob would second uh, on that. They are, they are I know Anthony iconic. is Anthony is devastated right now. I know he is. <laughs> I knew I should keep this sign. I knew I should have kept it. Perfect. If these people are going to get a better opportunity elsewhere, though, I'm not against it. I think I was surprised that Billy Kay was just on WrestleMania. And already gone. And Mickey James was working the NXT taping the other night. I think on on Peacock or a pre-show or something. And she's gone. She also did the um, the uh, the watch along or whatever show after WrestleMania too, after Bianca Belair won. But realistically, of everybody that was cut, there's maybe three or four that could actually go to maybe AEW and do something. Well, you know, my question is going to be, is Samoa Joe, is he re- is he done? Can he not wrestle no. anymore? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, sometimes I've seen the wrestling talent in AEW, when they want to see someone come over, they get whoever to go over there and convince them. Like, they all work with each other. I mean, look at freaking um, Christian. Christian was a product of John Moxley coming, or wanting him there. So John Moxley wanted him there. They made that happen. Now, since Samoa Joe's been released, what, like five hours ago? Chris Jericho apparently has been voicing that he wants Joe in AEW. So I think it, I think if, if Samoa Joe could wrestle, 
he's going to AEW. They're going to get him to go for sure. I would think Joe is an AEW possible. I could also see him going back to Japan. I think those are probably his two best options. Well, I mean, he's a Ring of Honor veteran, so I can honestly see him going back to Ring of Honor. I mean, I I would think he might want to retire there, you know, I mean, because that's where he got his made his bones, really. So do you think it's possible that they basically told him on whatever condition, whatever issue he was having, that they weren't going to be clearing him for a long time? And he he asked to be released so that he could try his craft somewhere else, someplace that might actually let him get back in the ring, because it's been a while. I mean, they that usually comes out in public, though, that they've actually released. So. I figure you would have heard something about it. It's true. I think it sucks. Like, you guys probably won't agree, but I think Peyton Royce, it sucks that she's gone because I think you never really saw her full talent and potential. And when you threw that girl in against Asuka, I'm like, ooh, maybe we're going to see it. Maybe they're opening their fucking eyes. And then she just, like, ended up losing to her anyway. And it's like that one week, a couple weeks ago, that she did a promo, her promo, it was awesome. Like I, I Like, it made me feel like... What was that? The Daniel Bryan Miz po- promo years ago. Like I loved it. Like even like not not CM Punk level, but you know, kind of like felt like off script, and she went in. I loved every second of it, and it actually like you know she's hot, obviously or whatever. But like it actually made me um, at the end of the day have more appreciation for her. And when they threw her in against Oscar, I'm like, oh good, she got what she wanted. And then when she lost, I'm like, oh bastards. <laughs> I mean, I'll say two things. Um... If you don't have a fan in the writer's room, you're kind of screwed. And yeah. you look at people like Billy Kay and like, you know, Tucker and nobody cared. I mean, really, there aren't, you know, no offense. There are no big losses here other than maybe Joe. And even Joe has been, you know, on the fence for a while with the injuries and all that. So it probably, like, I, it's very, I think it's very feasible that maybe he asked for his release because he wants to get back in the ring. And WWE is like, we're not putting you back in the ring. And, you know, the other thing I'll say is. Um, with all the recent NXT signings, you know you got, you know it, you got to start making room, right? And you can't afford to pay Bo Dallas to sit in catering, right? right? So things have to start moving. And and the rumors I'm hearing is people are going to start moving up from NXT, like maybe an Adam Cole or somebody like that. So you got to start making room somewhere. So you know a guy like Tucker who we haven't seen in months. I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? Sorry, guy. You know we they've got nothing for you. Um, I think they can even go even further. I think there's some more dead weight they can get rid of, but they probably won't. I think they're probably done for now. I mean, Billy Kay, they did have some sort of storyline with her going at least, so that one surprised me. Chelsea Green, I liked her a lot. I follow her on Instagram. But even after all that time we saw her in NXT, she still wasn't as crisp as I thought she could be. I also wonder if the Matt Cardona effect is part of it, the fact that she's engaged to a guy that, WWE wasn't giving an opportunity. He tried to make his own way. I mean, we remember the Z Long Island story, whatever that show was that he had. And WWE didn't give him a chance and then eventually put it on their own social media and ruined it. I wonder if that's what happened with her. And really, the injury-prone thing. I mean, how many times was she supposed to come up and she got injured? Yeah, Tucker was in that Battle Royal last week. Same with Kalisto, but really, whatever. Bo Dallas, you said... They didn't want to pay him to sit in catering. I don't even think he was being paid to sit in catering. Last I heard, he wasn't even going anywhere. Yeah, I heard he was getting his real estate Yeah, I license. think he actually owns property with Liv Morgan, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then Wesley Blake, that one made me smirk because I was like, 
So you got rid of Wesley Brake, and you got rid of, I think it was Steve Macklin, the guy that's with Deanna Perrazzo. And the one who caused all that uproar on social media, Jason Riker, still has a freaking job. Is the only one there. Yeah. Vince probably gives him a high five, like, ah, oh, you're just like me. All right, so let's run through this list here. Let's let's go through the names and see. Let's everybody predict where we think they're going to end up. So Samoa Joe, where do you think he's going to go? AEW. Yeah, I think AEW for sure with Joe. I said New Japan. I could see AEW. Actually, I think he's somebody AEW. That would actually be a great signing for them, and they could kind of build him up as uh, one of their big draws. I don't think he's big enough like a guy like a Christian or some of the other names we've seen come over from WWE, but I think Joe, he's got that ring presence. He's got that respect from that kind of audience. So I could see him becoming a world champion AEW. I'm going to go Ring of Honor. And I say that because AEW, really, their roster is pretty bloated. And it seems like everyone needs to be part of a faction. And when I look at all the various factions, I don't see really where he fits in anywhere. So I'm going to say, and maybe if he's still on the injury side, maybe AEW stays away from him for a little while. But I think he goes back to Ring of Honor. Maybe he doesn't stay there. Maybe he does some appearances. But I I think Ring of Honor. You don't think they would put him in with Team Taz and kind of do a reunion, so to speak? I mean, they could. I'm not, you know, it's, it's within the realm. But I, I, I'm really curious to see about the injury thing. Is he, is he still injured? You know, right. can he still wrestle? It's very possible they let him go because of that. You know, because they weren't going, like you said, they weren't going to release him. So, but Ring of Honor, you know, was the original home. So I can see him doing some dates there, try to maybe show that he's, you know, get the ring rust off, and get himself ready, and then maybe move on to one of the other places. But it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. What about Billy Kay? Do we think Billy Kay and Peyton Royce stay together as a package? Do you think we get them separate? I think Peyton's definitely AEW bound just because where her husband's working. Right. Who's her husband? Sean Spears. Ah. Billy Kay, I think you're going to see maybe an impact if any place. I just, I don't see her in AEW. I could see her in MLW. I could see her showing up over there. They seem to use the managers a lot, and she could fit in. Okay. What them. about Mickey James? You think Mickey Mickey James retires? Hmm. Gets yeah, ready think, for her Hall of Fame call. I think she retires and keeps doing her podcast. I think she does a podcast with Victoria and SoCal Val. I think. Yeah, SoCal Val. So I think she keeps doing that. I mean, she was on the indie scene for several years. I know Steven and I met her uh, a couple years ago. Shaneville High School. I could see her maybe opening up her own school. Uh, they wanted her, they brought her in, hope partially to coach some of the youth that they had on the roster. I think that's a good fit for her. That would also allow her to stay, stay home, raise her kid, you know. I can see AEW bringing her in as a veteran presence, you know, help some of the younger girls get over. But on the other hand, I can see also her retiring, staying home. Um, you know, I mean, I know her husband wrestles for the NWA. I mean, that's also a possibility, right? I mean, he is the NWA champion. I could see her coming in for a series of dates. But all right, what about uh, Chelsea Green? Impact, Deanna Brazo will use her influence to get her in. Yeah, probably Impact. If she can stay healthy. What about Tucker? <laughs> uh, he'll be working at a warehouse. <laughs> he'll be driving for Amazon. <laughs> he'll be bringing me my packages. 
what what's Marty Jannetty doing right now? Uh, I'd be doing the same thing. He's a mess, man. That's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. You need at least two hours for that. He should be in the. He should be in WWE sponsored rehab right now, and he's not. So. All right. What about um, Kalisto? Back to Mexico, okay. maybe. Triple yeah, yeah, Triple A. Yeah. Uh, Bo Dallas. Real estate. Realty. Real estate. Yeah. Yellow jacket. <laughs> yeah. And what about Wesley Blake? Clan meeting. Indies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know either. And don't forget the name that Stephen mentioned earlier. Yeah. Mo- what about Mojo? Mojo. Gronk's water boy. I can see him in Impact. Yeah, I think Indies was, somewhere. I was thinking even AEW, not like as a like. You know, I look at AEW as, like, main show and then Dark, like, I kind of look at Dark like the minor league of AEW. I could see him being on the Dark show all the time. It's possible. Well, these releases kind of capped off an entire 10-day run of wrestling, really. I mean, if you include AEW Dynamite, we really didn't get a break since the previous Monday. So, what did you guys think about NXT TakeOver? We had already discussed a little bit of night one, and night two was airing as we re- were recording last week. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I thought Walter versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa stole both nights. That match to me was like I, I would watch that one over and over again. That one, and I also I loved Pete Dunne and Kushida. I thought it was fun as well. Um. I really enjoyed those. As far as the other matches, um, I don't know. I mean, I thought Cole versus O'Reilly was a, was overbooked. I really thought, like, you know, like when Kyle was, like, starting to fall over and stuff, I was like, you know, come on. They would normally come out and stop the match at this point. The man can't defend himself. You know, I mean, it, it's starting to get, like, I think they felt like they went, they saw, they watched Ciampa Gargano and said, we got to go another level. And where I can appreciate that on a realistic sense and when I was watching it, after a while, I was like, all right, come on. These guys, they can't keep doing this to each other. Like, somebody's going to get killed. You know, like, it, it, to me, it was just five minutes shorter. Oh, you got a way better match, I think. Um, uh, I was happy for Raquel Gonzalez, but at the same time, I didn't think it was the greatest match. Um, I, I love EO. I thought she put up a good fight, but, like, I didn't really think she had a chance. Like, after a while, it just seemed like it was a matter of time before she lost. Right. So... And some of the spots, I think Anthony and I discussed this, some of the spots were kind of weird. Like, if, how did you know EO was going to jump off the top of the sign? Like, how is there a camera posted there? You know what I mean? So, like, some of it was a little, I was like, come on, you know, we're supposed to be a little more spontaneous than this. But if there's a camera there, like, we already knew that spot was going to happen. You know, I was like, oh, look, how convenient there's a camera sitting right there. I'm like, hmm. But, I mean, it was, you know, overall, I thought it was a good show. Um, I, again, I didn't really think Balor had a shot. Um, after a while, you know, again, it's one of those matches that looked like it was, he was overmatched after a while and, and, you know, whatever. I, I'm wondering if they're, if it's, he's going to get a rematch as the demon or are they just going to move him back to the main roster after that? But overall, a, a good, you know, takeover always delivers. It wasn't one of the greatest, I think, but it was good. Yeah, I thought, um, I liked the show. Night one. Like Rob said, that Ciampa-Walter match, I had people coming up to me at work were telling me, like, you know, that was the best match of the year, which I 
would have to agree. Like, that's match of the year candidate right there. Um, they need to figure out a way to get Walter over here full-time or more. The dude's money, um, they see it. They're just trying to get him over. I know he doesn't want to be full-time moved to the States, but other than that, I think, you know, Raquel Gonzalez winning was kind of cool. Baylor losing, we all kind of saw that coming. We all knew Cross was going to was gonna take that. It was his time to kind of run with it, and he'll be the face of NXT for for a little bit. Um, now it's now it's just uh, who moves up, right? Because usually now is when you start seeing the call ups, and you know, is it Cole? Is it Baylor? Is it you know, Shirai? Who's who's on the way up to the main roster? Steve, any thoughts on the takeover? I didn't watch the first night. I think I watched the second night. Yeah. And, you know, even even with WrestleMania, when we get into it, there's only certain things that really stuck out to me. If it was not some stuff I wasn't interested in, I didn't give a shit. So, realistically, it was the Adam Cole match for me. I, I, I loved that at TakeOver, and it's what I enjoyed. I, I mean, start to finish, I, I enjoyed it. I know the Finn Balor match, I watched that one, too. I wasn't too impressed with it, honestly. But that Adam Cole and whatever the fuck his uh, name is, <laughs> many times did I think that the match is over. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're still going. So I enjoyed it. For me, the Walter Ciampa match was the best match of both nights. That's just my opinion. The Io Shirai spot, actually what I did say to Rob was that's become her thing in title defenses to jump off something really high up. So that didn't surprise me. That didn't bother me because it's not like she does that in every match. It's not like. You know, when guys are doing tilt base is every match or Canadian Destroyers or what have you. The cross-Balor match, yeah, I could see why people didn't think it was great. I thought it was good. Um, the thing I keep in mind, Cross is more of a character. But Cross's wrestling has gotten better since he debuted, and that's really what the developmental program, that's one of the things they focus on. So if you look at his matches when he first started, versus now i feel like he's improved by leaps and bounds so the development and programs working for him and the cole o'reilly match i thought it was a lot of fun i think what kept me from naming that as neck and neck with the walter champa match was that whole stage spot where they both went through the stage and i was thinking to myself come on that thing felt perfectly you couldn't have made it look a little bit like oh my god that wasn't supposed to happen so that was my only issue with that match. Otherwise, I I had great fun both nights. Raquel Gonzalez winning, I thought that was the right move. She's another one that she, she's a powerhouse. She's not going to wow you with her matches. So she did what I thought she was going to do. Did it bother anybody that it was on during the week? Like, I felt like I, I always like when NXT is on the weekend before because you kind of get a little bit of break. Instead, I felt like it was like NXT, NXT, SmackDown, and then right into WrestleMania. I was kind of by Sunday, I was kind of feeling a little... Uh, Bloated, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, all right, I'm I'm almost done. You know what I mean? Like, I want to break. And then you're going to have, you know, Raw the following day. I'm like, I really would like a few nights. And then you get NXT. So you really had a lot of days in a row. You know, as a matter of fact, if you think about it, you had Wednesday, th- right? You had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through again. I felt like it was a little too much. And there was the Hall of Fame on Tuesday. Okay, so I even forgot about that. So between the Hall of Fame, Dynamite, NXT, NXT, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, Raw, NXT, Dynamite, I'm tired. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
you're asking a lot. So I don't know. Does anybody else feel that way? Do you feel like you like NXT the weekend before? I know when they did it on WrestleMania weekend, it was usually like the Friday before. That was also before SmackDown went back to Fridays. I think it's been that long since we had a norm, some sort of normalcy with WrestleMania weekend. I was okay with everything because even with the Hall of Fame, I know Steven liked it being a little bit shorter and the bite-sized chunks. And I think that's, while the Hall of Fame, I would have liked for those guys to have been given more of a moment. I think it was it was the right pacing. It was We got bite-sized chunks, and that's partially coming from someone who sat through WrestleMania 35, sat down at MetLife at 5 p.m., and didn't walk out of that stadium until well after 12.30. I would rather they split it up into two shows or... Really, it's WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Stop trying to get everybody on the card. I've been saying this for years. Cream of the crop. Let's keep it. If you it's WrestleMania, you want to do it three and a half, four hours, maybe an hour kickoff show. That's your limit. I wouldn't go any more than that. And that lead. I was going to say, um, to me, my problem with WrestleMania leading into that next topic is there's way too many matches that aren't to me WrestleMania worthy. So that goes directly to your point where it should be like the five or six best matches you can put together. You know, you got to earn a spot on WrestleMania as far as I'm concerned. You don't get on because you're on the roster. I just think it was it was too long, man. Like, you got to Monday, I was, like, passing out doing Raw. I'm like, holy shit, I can't. I can't fucking <laughs> right? stay awake to this shit. Yeah. Are you sure that was because it was all those nights or because it was it was Raw? <laughs> Oh, well, Raw sucked. <laughs> Raw was yeah. It was the Raw after Mania. After like, WrestleMania. It was the Raw after WrestleMania. What did we get? We got the War Raiders. Like, you know, cool to see them back, but gee, thanks. No, even worse, we got Charlotte back. Oh, we got that. a long-winded oh, promo uh, her telling us what she always tells us. Nothing that, new. That, Exactly. The same, the same delivery, the same fucking bullshit because she's Ric Flair's daughter because Ric Flair like, oh, my gosh, it gets me so mad. She like even that outfit that day was so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, yo, my lady, at some points in your career, you may have looked like kind of attractive. But when you came out in that outfit, I just saw a straight man with muscle. I'm sorry. And I don't know what you had, what work you had done on your face while you had COVID, but something was done because you looked different again. Yeah. What's up, baby doll? <laughs> like... You know, here, here's, here's my impression of Charlotte as a good guy. I'm the best. I'm Ric Flair's daughter. Everybody should worship me. Here's my impression of Charlotte as a bad guy. I'm the best. I'm Ric Flair's <laughs> daughter. Everybody should worship me. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. no depth yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, that woman is, there's no depth to that character. It's the same thing. It's just who she decides to yell at. Yeah. She's so annoying. Okay, so back it up a second <laughs> yeah. here. So, Freddie, what did you think about WrestleMania? Um, I thought it was good. Um, Bad Bunny impressed me i didn't think he would take it that seriously or have that good of you know uh opening match very similar to mcafee this year with his um prowess in the ring uh, the roman main event uh the sasha bianca belair Main event was was a decent match. It was cool to see all the women in the photo, kind of watching along um, from the uh, the hard camera side. 
cool to have fans. Also, the very first weather delay in WrestleMania history, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We, yeah. All remember, Aunt, we almost had one, right? It rained the day we went to WrestleMania that year, but we didn't get a delay. No, that's true. It was just, like, cool. Like, I don't I, – I shouldn't call it cool. It was weird how they did that great opening. Vince McMahon, like, did that opening. The wrestlers came out. And if you see any fan video, when those wrestlers came out prior to even the recording, like, them going live – it was cool that the wrestlers were all pointing to the fans and were clapping for the fans, like, welcome back on a deal. I right. thought that was, like, an awesome way to open. And even, like, you know, prior to them going live, seeing some of the fan videos, one of my friends went, so he sent me some stuff. It was just cool. But then, like, when they're, like, up weather delay, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. You just opening, BB Rexa performed, and it's like, oh, here comes the storm. But that's Florida. Let's face it. We've all been there. Like... That's, I mean, I think Freddie, when we went, did weren't, didn't we go last in hurricane season? I think so. We definitely yeah, had like August. Yeah. yeah. It was it was nice to see them go off the cuff with the unscripted promos to kill the time. Yeah. In between the rain delay, for those who could actually do it, and unlike Rhea Ripley who was reading off cue cards, <laughs> facing off to the side, I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. But yeah. And that's what our women's think? champion. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the reason why they script some of them so often. I think they need to gauge who needs to be scripted and who doesn't. I thought right. both title matches, for the most part, delivered the Drew Bobby Lashley match uh, and the triple threat match. They were both good. Uh, for me, I know I'm the only one based on what everyone said so far. I actually thought the Sasha Banks Bianca Belair match was probably the best match of the weekend uh, as far as WrestleMania itself. I was actually really impressed with Bianca Belair, and I'm not a fan of hers. I still am not, but she I feel like she did step it up. She didn't fall on her face like some of us thought she might. So she did a good job. She had her moment. And even Sasha Banks, there was that footage afterwards where she had just lost the match, but she's sitting against the barricade smiling. And, you know, she knows her role, and she's okay with it. You know, there was all that talk years ago that she wasn't happy, and she admitted she was in a dark place. But I think some of it was overblown as to why she had issues. I thought the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens match surprisingly was better than I thought it could be. And that's because I thought they were going to put a time constraint on it, which they kind of did. But they still gave him 11 to 12 minutes. They did pretty well. The Cesaro-Seth Rollins match was pretty good. To me, it reminded me overall those WrestleManias we had in like the 80s and the early 90s where there might not have necessarily been one big match that we're going to always remember but overall the show was even there was nothing that was terrible for the most part um i know yeah the look on steven's face i know where he's going to go with this and i'll actually I, steve i'm going to let you chime in on it because i'll probably agree with some of it well first things first let's um acknowledge in case you guys haven't been keeping track because you know so some people aren't but Sasha Banks is actually after the Undertaker streak, but she's doing it opposite. She's 0-6 at WrestleMania. So, she, in a way, she's after the streak. She's just the loser. <laughs> Anthony, did you not realize that? No, I realized that, and that means one of my trivia questions is getting scratched from tonight. So, thanks, thanks, Steve. You can't scratch it just because I knew the damn answer. <laughs> Wait, that's a point for me. It's not even starting. I think that should be an honorary point. But anyways, moving on. Um, both championship matches were great. 
I didn't have high hopes. I'm not going to lie for the Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. I thought Drew McIntyre was going to win, and I wasn't going to be impressed in the match because we know I'm not really a fan of Lashley. I mean, Lashley's getting better, but I still think he's kind of dry. But that was actually a really good match. I enjoyed the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match. I enjoyed Logan Paul when he got stunned. And then when they showed him after, right before they went to a promo, and he's like, why did he do that to me? I'm like, bro, like, you look like a pansy now, like, just saying that bullshit. Um, So that match is cool. Triple threat match is one of the, like, better matches I enjoyed. And um, I'm going to go there. Bad Bunny impressed the hell out of me. I know you guys don't like celebrities, and, like, you know, the older people in this crowd are not for the celebrities being there. Me and Freddie are on the same page with, um, you know, Bad Bunny. And I'm going to say this, Bad Bunny, like, my, my thing with Bad Bunny is that, like, you've had people like Snooki and whoever the hell else, Kim Kardashian, like, all these different stupid celebrities come in and try and do their thing. Even Mickey Rourke with a stupid punch to Jericho. Like none of no celebrity that's been there, in my opinion, have compared to what Bad Bunny did because Bad Bunny, you could tell, actually put in the work. He ran a match. He wasn't in it for two minutes. My dude did a full freaking match. And if you like have no respect for that, like it's actually kind of pathetic because my guy put the work in unlike any other celebrity that's ever been in that ring. And you guys are probably the first people I'm really seeing like shake their head about bad money because he was being praised the next two days all over social media like it was insane and then lastly randy or inverse bray wyatt was by far the most disappointing match for me it pissed me off i had such high hopes for that match i want to see what crazy they were going to do and like whatever you turned alexa on him like i don't think it was the time to do it but still the match was so short where i think the story and the package they had built up behind that over all these months I think they could have had a great explosive match to close it off, and I thought it was a kind of a joke, and I kind of like starting WrestleMania night two. I'm like, why are they opening with this? Because one, I'm thinking, oh, well, all the little kids are probably still up, and they're going to put Bray Wyatt on and scare the shit out of them. But um, two, why are you opening up with such like a great match like this? You should have saved it for later because you could have done more. And then when the match was done, I was like, okay, I understand now. It was an opener. Or as Jericho would say, it was a second match and mania kind of match. But anyways, that's my opinion. Before I let Rob go off on his rant about Bad Bunny, the only thing I'm going to say, I will give the guy credit, but I think you also have to give credit to the two guys that were opposite him in that ring that night, John Morrison and The Miz, because they did the sell job with that that Canadian destroyer that was done on the outside. Nobody's given Morrison credit for his part of that. So as great as Bad Bunny did for a debut, you also got to give credit to his dancing partners. Rob, go ahead and bitch. All right, well, first of all, you suck. No. Um, <laughs> um, first of all, my matches, uh, Seth, Cesaro's Seth Rollins was, to me was great. I enjoyed a lot of the spots in that match. I thought um, they knew each other well, and they played that off each other well. Like, they countered each other's moves in very interesting ways. I thought Sami Zayn and KO got their WrestleMania moment, which is awesome. And I really enjoyed Sheamus and Riddle, a, a match I thought I wasn't going to care about. It was really hard-hitting, and I really liked the way it ended. Um, my bottom three, Shane. no one brought up Shane and Braun. I mean, do they not realize, like, when you when you have a large person and you claim they're being bullied, no one feels sorry for them? Like, no one's bullying <laughs> Braun Strowman. Like, they tried this with Nia, remember? And it didn't work then either. 
This is for all the people who are who are called stupid. You are stupid, dude. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're stupid for getting involved with Shane McMahon. Okay. Because Shane McMahon is a kiss of death. He he sucks. I'm not even going to go off on my bad bunny rant. You all know how I feel. The Miz is a former several-time champion who looked like a bitch to a rapper. That's all I'm going to say. I have no interest in celebrity matches like that. I would have liked to have seen Damian Priest. No, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I would rather have seen Damian Priest. I know he was hurt, but I would rather him seen him do 90% of the match and Bad Bunny come in and get some kind of cheat pin or something. I would have been totally happy with that. But for him to, like, run the match like he's some kind of seasoned veteran, no. And for all the buildup of the Randy Orton Fiend match, I don't understand how it ended. I don't understand how one RKO put him down when I've seen Seth Rollins give him, like, 20 uh, stomps to the head. Put him through, like, you know, you remember that match they had? He couldn't kill him. Now one RKO puts him out? I don't understand. The only thing I could have seen is if, like, if, if Alexa Bliss had fallen under the under Aleister Black's control or something like that. Like, you know, where she's taking her over. And then you can push him into a feud with him, and they could let them do that. Other than that, I really don't understand the point. It seemed like a complete waste of time. Um, when it, the, I watched the match, and I'm like, really? Really? That, that That's it. Okay. A couple other things. I'm almost done. I don't understand the Bianca Belair-Sasha Banks match. I didn't think it was all that great. I thought it was a good SmackDown match. I didn't see um, everybody's going on about it. I mean, I realized, you know, the significance of two African-American women and all that. But otherwise, I really kind of missed it. And I've watched the match twice. I just didn't see the, the magic. I thought Rhea Ripley was overcome with the emotion of, the, of WrestleMania. I don't think her, it was her best match by far. I think the moment was too big for her. She seemed a little tentative, you know what I mean? Like her, she wasn't crisp like she was on NXT, and I was surprised. I was disappointed. O- overall, again, too many matches, too long. And oh, my last complaint, Bailey. When when I saw the Bell Twins come out, I'm like, Bailey's getting a beat down, and I'm not going to be happy about it. I can see her right. Like I don't understand how they couldn't find room for her on a card that had Tucker and Billy Kay, people who are now released. So wasn't he in the Battle Royal on the Friday night? You know, kind of, sort of. You know what I mean? She wasn't even involved in that. I mean, that wasn't WrestleMania. All right, but you, you get yeah, yeah. my point, right? I mean, someone of Bailey's talent should have been on the show somewhere with someone. So I'm done now. Yeah, the only thing with Bailey I'll say is Bailey was probably thrilled to death to be in a segment with the Bellas. She's, she's a huge fan. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. But she shouldn't have gotten stuck with Hogan. Everybody boo Hogan every time he started to talk. I totally was not expecting him to get that kind of reaction, which also goes to show you the respect they have for Titus O'Neil in Tampa. And it also goes back to the race thing with, uh, you know, Hogan's stupid comments years ago. People don't forget. People did not forget that. Like, you know, I like Hulk Hogan for what he did back in the day and stuff. But like, you know, it's something that, you know, I'll always remember that he the things that he said. Am I going to be the type to like be sitting there booing him? No, I'll probably be quiet. Like, when he's on or whatever, but people don't forget those things. And therefore he's going to carry that for any time he's, you know, in a wrestling arena at that point, that's going to keep happening. Do you think the WWE should keep parading him out there? Or do you think they should just let him fade? You see, that's very tough because like, if we could put the racist comment aside for a moment, okay. Hogan was wrestling for, in my opinion, like for the eighties and nineties, we all grew up on him. He was like the big deal, the head honcho, the, uh, the Rock, the Stone Cold, the John Cena of back then, you know, like he 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 definitely 
not like shaped wrestling single handedly, but he was one of the big contributors. So it's like if we if we put the racist comment aside, then uh yeah, I would have him keep coming like not all the time, but definitely like once in a while appearances and stuff. But with the whole like race thing, I mean, I got it like before Rob, you were even on the show, like when we had Jeanette on and we talked to her privately, she even said the first time he was going to go back, like they weren't sure how he was going to react. And they were worried about how the fans were going to react to him. And like, actually, when he did go back that time, the fans weren't even, uh, in my opinion, half as bad as they were in Mania. I mean, anytime he talked to Mania, he was getting destroyed. So, uh, you know, like I, I, it's you can't unfortunately there's things you know you can't erase in life so right but i mean i don't feel like he's done like i don't know if they're letting him do appearances anymore like i don't feel like he's done enough to to rehab his image just showing up at wrestlemania isn't it right you know what i mean like i I, every look everybody makes mistakes if he's truly sorry though i don't i don't know if i feel it i don't know if he's done enough to make sure that he's repaired his image enough can I ask you guys a question, though? Did any of you guys, when Hogan was speaking or doing this uh, hosting gig with uh, Titus, did anyone notice, like, I felt like Titus was giving him weird looks, like, through both nights at times. And I'm just, like, sitting there, I'm like, I don't think Titus wants to be standing next to this dude. Like, because there's a couple times, like, some of the looks Titus was throwing, I'm like, I don't know. Do you think that was acting, or do you think it was honest? Like, he was honestly like, I don't want to be here, and I'm being made to do this. I kind of feel like it may have been honest because why would they have him act like he doesn't want to be there? Like his face, like some of his I facial expressions. I think it's a little of both. Yeah, some of his facial expressions, I didn't think he wanted to be next to him. Well, when Hogan gave his apology years ago, it was Titus that was vocal and basically hinted at that he didn't really feel he was sorry. And Hogan's apology years ago wasn't indicating that he was sorry for what he said. He was sorry that what he said got leaked out. That's really what it came down to. Came out. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. that he had a problem with what he said or acknowledged. You know, even if you said, look, I said it. Yeah, I didn't know if I was on camera, but that's not an excuse. I need to educate myself. I need to better myself. I need to learn why that was wrong. And, you know, at least you're admitting that you're working on yourself. And that never happened here. I didn't think he was going to get that kind of reaction. I thought the, it, enough time it's gone by that the fans had moved on. Obviously, I was wrong, and that's fine. I also wonder if it's the, because it was in Tampa. That was the only reason why they had him on the show. Because if you remember last year, he was supposed to be involved as well. And the second the show went to the PC, all of a sudden he wasn't involved anymore. You know? Yeah. Now, as far as The Fiend, my only issue with that, I agree with Steven. One IKO shouldn't have done it. I don't have a problem with the storyline where Alexis realized that she didn't need him and she actually had control over him. I think it was too soon. I think he could have milked this for a while. And Freddie actually mentioned via text message, I think it was over the weekend, that he saw an Alistair Black fiend feud coming down the pike. He thought that that would be something. Didn't I say that? I thought Freddie did. Or did Freddie say that? You did? I don't know if you did. Well, we could check the text messages. All right. You said it just now. Freddie texted about it. Okay. <laughs> I knew I heard it somewhere. All right. I didn't know it was from the genius. It was interesting that that was said because... It makes sense. I thought the symbol behind her was Aleister Black's, like, I thought that, I don't know why I thought that. When I saw her sitting there, there was all this symbol behind her. I thought that was his. That's what I thought they were doing. I thought they were debuting her as being his, you know, whatever. And when he didn't, I was like, then I don't understand what the hell just happened here. Right. Slow burn. We always say they rush things. 
So you know what they'll do in this case? They'll slow burn it so long that by the time it happens, everyone's going to have moved on already. Well, I mean, Alistair Black didn't get released, so I wonder if they're going to do something with him. They, I think he's one of those guys that they're willing to pay him just to keep him off TV and hurt his reputation overall because of what happened with the Trinidad, if that's the real issue. I mean, Melser claimed that was the issue for a while, and then two weeks later said, oh, no, he's got nagging injuries, which I was like, Melser usually doesn't backpedal that extreme. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, I got one more question. Who, who won the WrestleMania picks? Steven. The WrestleMania picks? Yes, due to his Battle Royal win, he got more points. Go look, pal. What, what was the final points? Yo, do you see this champion, quote-unquote champion, the second see, he loses, he's crying about eight. it and he wants it written up? Yo, oh, do we sound like here? Plus, he got the Battle Royal oh, right. I That's see. how he won. Uh, well, I mean, overall, who dominated the picks? Let's just call it what it is. Do you see he's, this ass right he's now? He's waiting to pull out his pot. This guy right here. <laughs> you know, there's his championship belt off Etsy. Come on. Hey, man. It's still a belt. <laughs> All right. You don't need to acknowledge my greatness. It's it's there. No, you. I don't because even even the one time I win this year, this kid still guys still <laughs> trying to steal the spotlight, and I had no fucking clue that I won either. But it's all right, old man. Take your spotlight. I, I you know what? I can't help it shines on me. I can't help it. It's just yeah, it just the light just comes to me. It, I don't ask for it. Yeah, bro. Get the, get the light off. I see in the background you have it shining on you just so you feel special. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> Rob was still world champ, Stephen. What? won the pay-per-view championship because of that battle royal. Don't forget, Steven was actually co-champion with you for a while, and then he didn't show up, and you, and you got pissed because we were like, well, we can't technically strip him, but for, then we changed the rules. This is a wrestling show. We don't actually follow rules. we got to make it up as we go along, just like Vince. Can I just point something out? And I know Anthony and Freddie will back me. Rob just doesn't care as long as the spotlight's there. But is this the second year? This is the second year in the row that I won the WrestleMania pay-per-view itself. And last year I said there should be a WrestleMania championship. And I forgot to say it this year because I would have had it again. Better luck next year. <laughs> but this, is two years, this, this is two years in a row I got WrestleMania because that's what made me suggest the WrestleMania championship last you year. Guys know I'm fucking with you, right? Yeah, we know. <laughs> Relax. You, you know, just, I just, just sit there and laugh. That's what we live for. I just want to throw it out there that, you know, Sasha Banks is 0 and 6. And <laughs> en Encyclopedia is 0 and forever. Yeah. In, in our. You know our what? Champion. I think instead of Anthony, we should get a chicken and let it, and that make the picks. You're right. Can we just like. Wait, Rob, since you uh, know about the title belts on Etsy, could you find a women's one with Sasha Banks' logo to get for Anthony? You know what? Anthony, next pay per view, you should just flip a coin. <laughs> see, how you, see how you do. <laughs> Heads is Sasha Banks, tails is Bianca Belair. What makes it even worse was that I was going to pick Bobby Lashley last week, and you guys all picked Drew, and I was like, you know what, they're probably right. I don't want to fall too far behind, so I switched. Big mistake. And then right before the pay-per-view, they showed that fucking video of Big E, like, oh, Big E was from Tampa. He was a high school star, blah, blah, blah. And I texted all of you and said, I'm switching on pick to Big E. And then when Apollo won, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Watching the card, and, I'm la and I went on at one point and looked at the spreadsheet, and I'm like, wow, Anthony is like, he hasn't got one right yet. He's like 0-4.
So wait, Anthony, this is not like for bragging or anything, like straight up. I'm just curious, like how many points did I win by? Uh, I mean, in theory, it was 10 points because Rob did go 11 and 4. Uh-huh. You got 22 points because there was 22 people gotcha. in the Battle Royal. You got that right. You know, the sucky part is, too, I almost picked Lashley and I almost picked Jey Uso. Jey and Uso, I, yeah. I went against my instincts and I would have went, what, 13 and 2 at that point. So. Well, the win lost, it doesn't count the Battle Royal. <laughs> Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve, you don't, you don't, you don't need to genuflect. It's okay. I told you guys it's unnecessary. All right, you guys, you know, <laughs> we're all friends here. It's all just bro. fun. You don't need to worship me. It's okay. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> don't make me put you over my knee and spank you. <laughs> you don't do that now. That's child abuse. That was like back oh, when you grew man. up. <laughs> all right. What else? So moving on. Post, and I wanted moving to see on. what you guys thought of this. It was an interesting take. I don't think there's anything to it, and I think it's going to get dropped. But the fact that they responded, very interesting. So somebody tweeted out, her name was Mary-Kate Anthony, Mary-Kate Fave on Twitter. Edge is on Brian, therefore he's pinning him. Edge is the real universal champ. Which Adam Pierce and she said fix this scrap daddy AP, which is Adam Pierce. He wrote back interesting take, to which Charles Robinson said, and correctly... Four shoulders were on the mat. Roman was on top of both and in charge. It's my discretion, and that's the final call, which technically I think is right. Pierce tweeted back, Charles, please come and see me in my office on Friday. Thank you. Do you think they're going to give Edge a rematch based on this this tweeting? No. I don't. But why respond? They, they had a point, though, technically. All four shoulders were down. Technically, Roman pinned them both. I don't know why they decided to eliminate both top challengers in one match. Yeah. I thought it was kind of odd because you really, if if he pinned them both, then neither one of them deserve a rematch. And now who's Roman's next challenger? All right. It's not KO. It's not Edge. It's not Cesaro. Bobby Lack. Cesaro, maybe. Um, I don't Seth Rollins, maybe. Yeah, put Seth Rollins in there. I don't want Cesaro to job to him. Let Cesaro have a little bit of a hot streak. He needs it like you know, for years now. Th- that is a point. It seems like the idea is you lose at WrestleMania, you get the next title shot. Because didn't Seth get it last year after losing the KO? He was the next one to face Drew McIntyre. We, I mean, we're going back to when Shawn Michaels first won the belt. His first title defense at In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies, Diesel, who lost Undertaker the month before. I mean, it's like a rotating circle with them. <laughs> I don't know. to say the least. So what's this trivia you're uh, throwing out there? Okay, so for those of you that have been listening since the beginning, all five of you, um, <laughs> Steven was our defending trivia champion when he and Freddie did the screw job. We later found out to get the belt off me. The only belt I actually could win. And then Steven suggested a few times recently that we should do the trivia again. So I decided to bring it back with you guys facing off in... A triple threat. Oh, boy. Well, I just want to say that I, I'm participating in this triple threat, but Freddie and I had spoke like a couple weeks ago about this, about doing a tag team question for question at each other, so we have to do that at some point. We could too. do that next week. I didn't give you guys a heads up on this. I kind of threw this together last minute. I mean, that's cool. Like the I'll, young young bucks versus the old geezers. We got I'll this. Take, I'll take Encyclopedia as my tag team partner. I'll carry the match. 
You just stand on the apron. <laughs> you guys can be the young bucks. Since we're the older guys, we'll call ourselves the grizzled young veterans or something. I don't know. Whatever. So, Rob, are you Shawn Michaels in this equation? Oh, I'm definitely Shawn Michaels. There's no way I'm Marty Jannetty. <laughs> Anthony, could you just dye your beard black again so you can at least symbol, symbolize Big Daddy Cool Diesel, kind of? Oh, he's going to be Diesel? Oh, Diesel boy. was my guy yeah, back in the day. Let him be Diesel. Let him be Diesel. I thought he was Marty Jannetty. That was his guts. Oh my gosh, we don't want that. I mean, did you guys see the trouble he was getting into last weekend? After, after we lose, I'm going to put Anthony's head through a computer. <laughs> through a glass window. we got to catch up to modern times. You would be Jericho putting Michelle Michaels through the Geraton 3000? I'll be Otis. You can be Tucker. <laughs> oh my God. What about KO and uh, Jericho? Oh, wait. Before we get into the, um, before we get into the trivia... There was something I want to talk to you guys about. What did you guys think about the Broken Skull sessions with Jericho? It's really good. Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it, but I don't know. Did you guys get Peacock with or without the commercials? With. With. All right, I have it without. Um, but it's like when they did the commercials, it's like, you know, my screen just goes black and then it just continues kind of deal. But it just seemed like the oddest times. And maybe it's because it was a podcast interview. You can't, like, you know, have a good time unless they, like, really planned it out. But it's like they're in a statement, and then they're going to commercials. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. But I uh, thought it was cool some of the stories we got and then taking shots together and stuff. That was pretty Yeah, cool. well, Peacock, they have an interesting editing style. I, wa I didn't watch the Randy Orton one on WWE Network. I actually watched it on Peacock earlier this week. And every time they cursed, it was like they did the fading in, fading out volume. And yeah. so annoying. Let them curse. They got parental controls in their in their app. Why did, can't you just go based right. on that? You know, you're paying you're paying for this service, right? Correct. Right? Why can't I hear right. curses? Right. Exactly. If you want to if you want to have a version without the cursing, since you're able to edit it, put that on the people with the parental cur controls on there. Absolutely, Done. and that's the right. It's so and that's the same issue I had with them editing gonna... stuff across the network anyway. Even the racist stuff. I mean, yeah, it's in bad taste. Put a warning up. You let the parental control decide it. But even today, I was watching The Office, and I don't know what this guy's T-shirt said in this episode, but they had blurted it out. So I was like, oh, wow, they're actually spreading it to even their own content now. If they're going to edit out everything inappropriate on The Office, there's going to be no episodes yeah, left. That's right. an understatement. Yeah. That but – but not for nothing, too. Like, if you look at some of the other shows, like Saturday Night Live that end up on there and whatever else, like, they're suggestive and they allow the cursing. Why did you have to pull the cursing from the interviews? They're fucking interviews. Leave it. Why is WWE having – or why is WWE stuff being pulled but Saturday Night Live can say dick and shit all over their show? Why like, is regular TV allowing cursing but Peacock isn't? I was just watching right. Deadpool 2 and I heard the F word. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. They can curse on regular TV, but they can't curse on Peacock. That's what the TV rating system opened up. The second that went, they went live with that decades ago, I said, this isn't going to necessarily just educate the parents on what their kids should be watching. This is going to open the door for them to take it to another level, and that's right. exactly what they did. So, I, yeah, I, I don't get it, especially with the streaming services. And I know Stephen and I, we've debated about it with the Disney Plus as well. Give us the choice. But anyway... We don't want to go into a rant on that. Let's get Just to give me Lady and the Tramp back. But go on. Lady and the Tramp's been affected too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, because of the Siamese cats, they said it was uh, in poor taste. We are Siamese, if you please. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god, that was fun. <laughs> there goes the there goes, there goes the Asians. <laughs> I felt like I was there. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Yo, remind me to tell you a story after we're okay. done. Go on. All right. So, first question. Oh, wait a minute. Well, hold on a second. How are we doing this? Are you throwing the question out to the three of us? And one of how how is this working? How do we get your attention? I would say raise our us? hands, but Steven's definitely not capable of raising his hand for anything. He just screams out. So. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. So raise your hand if you have the answer. <laughs> Steven just said he's not going to do that. <laughs> All right. So wait till Anthony falls on you. All right. Anthony, Anthony will be excited if we wave dildo in the air. So we'll do that. What? <laughs> That's ineditable. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It's a wrestling podcast. So apparently, dude. this matchup. Yeah, wrestlers still do. Apparently, this pot. Look, ask Brian Brandon Kirk. Okay, so anyway, this is down to Freddie and Rob because Peacock standard and practices just kicked Steven off yet again. <laughs> Too bad this ain't Peacock. <laughs> Anthony just loves the cock. <laughs> All right, come on, yeah, can we seriously. get through this? All right, All right, so this week's WrestleMania featured Shane versus Braun in a steel cage match. When and who was in the last steel cage match at a WrestleMania? Steel cage, not Hell in a Cell. Well, none of us know that one. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a hint. Was it was it Bailey and Sasha? No, no, no. So you're out. No, oh, you're out. Know. Okay. Hey. Oh darn. Does anyone want a <laughs> lifeline? I'll, I'll take it. Oh, now they're. I was trying to give you one before you opened your big mouth, champion. This well, sucks. He was, he was, let me give your hand. This, this trivia contest sucks. Let me just say that off. Whenever Rob doesn't it win. Sucks because you didn't wait for the hint. Yeah. Because you didn't wait for the hint. I'm sorry. My bad. I wait, also won WrestleMania, but he, he's the champion. So we get to take too. God go forbid. For, if Rob. everyone stopped talking over each other, I was trying to get the hint, and then you just like blurted it out anyway. Yeah, so he's out. He didn't wait for the hint. Give me okay. the hint, please. One Thank of the you. participants in this match was actually at this year's WrestleMania. Not in a match. <laughs> was it was it Hogan and King Kong Bundy? <laughs> wait, was it really? Yes, that was the last steel cage match at WrestleMania. That's fucking pathetic. Rob, you can go look it up because Good I job, did. Freddy. Because I was as I was watching the match, I was like, "When was the last steel cage?" Holy shit, that was a long time ago. Listen, stop, stop shaking your head, bro. You didn't know it. Freddie got it. Good job, Freddie. Because I was, <laughs> I, in, I knew that match, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> okay, next. Whatever. Move on to the next terrible question. Uh, this one, this one's <laughs> going to be even worse. Well, we can't do the Sasha Banks question. Thanks, Steve. Why? I should just get a Sasha point for that. Whatever. All right, so get a point. I tell you, for guys that wanted to wrap this thing up, you guys are certainly interrupting enough to prolong this. 
We're enjoying it. We're making this show entertaining. If I can't win, I'm going to mock right. it. I mean, come on. So Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair were the last two superstars in the ring at the Royal Rumble and both went on to win their brand's world titles at WrestleMania. When was the last WrestleMania where the Rumble winner and runner-up went on to win their brand's world titles? Lex Luger and Bret Hart. Luger <laughs> didn't win. You're out. <laughs> yeah, you're out. Where's the lifeline? Do you need the lifeline already? Wait. Yeah. Asking for the lifeline that fast? This is pathetic. I don't know the answer. Wasn't it Batista and John Cena? And that pretty much means Freddie wins it because he got the first two right. Wait, so there's no more questions? No, there's supposed to be one more. I got another one, but Freddie got two. You guys can't come back. Do you want the last one anyway? Whatever. Yeah, I want the last one anyway. Well, I, I mean, you I think I think Rob I think Rob should be out, and I should just be given a point to have a chance to tie Freddie for guessing Sasha Banks. Without yeah, but Freddie got two, so you can't tie him. Yeah. Well, no, I could tie him if I get the next one right. How about we just answer the, do this question already? Okay, and this one's just for you, Rob, because I know hey, you love this guy. Shane McMahon has defeated who in one-on-one matches at WrestleMania? You got to name them all. Miz? All of them? How many? There's three. There's your lifeline. Uh, I have no idea. Kane, I think, has one. Miz? I think we wrestled Kurt Angle. No, I don't know. I'm the only yeah. one who's just one right. It's Miz. Um, oh, Kevin Owens. Who else? No. No. He's not Russell uh, Kevin Owens. Just shut up because you're guessing them all. You guys no, are guessing all the pay-per-views all together. Please have... Like, you guys are killing my train of thought right now. Hold we on. have no train of thought. Who are you kidding? <laughs> that train left a long time ago. Go suck a dick, bro. All right, so I, I guessed one right, so at least I got one point so far. You get a point for answer. Like you get like a, a point. I get 100 five. points because I got one right. This should have been worth three just to make it interesting. So I got the Miz right. I well, you, you still can't catch Freddy then because he got John Cena and Batista Vince, and he got Vince Hogan McMahon. and Bundy, so that's four. Go ahead, Rob. Vince McMahon, yeah. Vince right. McMahon. I got one. I have 20 points for me. Yo, see? <laughs> there you go. That's how Rob wants to play this anyway, as long as Rob wins. Okay, lifeline for the last one. Minus <laughs> 10 for Steven. His first WrestleMania sure, match. Uh-huh. He actually won. The Rock. No, it wasn't The Rock. That was, he was like, no. You're out. Another bad guess. I guess machine, so shut up. Minus 25. Asshat. Minus 25. (laughs) I'll give you another hint. He was actually part of the Hall of Fame induction. He went in as part of a group. Xbox. Alright. I get 100 points. So, Freddy, for the first time since Rob took his world championship, Freddy's the trivia champion. You know what, Freddie? You can have that one. <laughs> it was the lucky shirt. It was the lucky shirt that did it today. So, for those of you that are wondering, Freddie is wearing his very stylish Scooby-Doo shirt. I hate Scooby-Doo. I, I think the trivia question for you, why was Shane McMahon versus X-Pac allowed to be on WrestleMania? Right. It's a better question. I would say that about the majority of Shane's matches at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. So. Just don't call Braun stupid, because, you know, it's bullying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's wrap this episode Please. up. <laughs>
<laughs> we thank you guys for listening. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com, The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.